With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Sweep Town, and welcome to Nat Sweepley, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com and Swiffer Sweepers. This is Patrick Reddington for Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Sweet Nichols on the line. After the Nationals' 6-1 win over the Cardinals, they take three straight in St. Louis. I believe that's called a sweep. Dave, we'll start with Max Scherzer on the mound, coming off a six-inning, 116-pitch uh, outing in which he gave up seven hits, four walks, three earned runs, looking to bounce back in his home city. Got through got through the first, which has been a problem for him. A little bit of a swagger back on the mound there. Seven Ks and five scoreless on 75 pitches. More importantly, no walks. Six innings on 94, seven scoreless on 105, nine Ks total, no walks on the day. Is it safe to say Max Scherzer is back? Max is back, baby. <laughs> He definitely had that swagger back to him and a really solid outing for Max Scherzer on the mound. Looked like the Max of old and what we come to expect over the first year plus in uh, the Nationals uniform. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he was uh, he was noticeable how he was extending to finish his pitches today. Um, had everything going, uh, induced some really singy, really silly looking swings on the breaking ball. Um, his fastball command was was on just just on par right there. Um, no walks, four hits in seven innings, the nine Ks, uh, just a masterful performance. It looked like between him and Martinez that uh, that this was going to have the looks of a one nothing game at some point. But um, you know, just just a tremendous performance. I think it allies a lot of fears that some had around Nat, Nat's town, and 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 uh, quite honestly, that I had that. Uh, um, that his arm angle was dropping and that he was uh, giving up a lot of walks and, um, you know, just really kind of a not, not particularly good start uh, to the season from him, but just a vintage performance by Scherzer today. And he talked after the last couple starts about how it was really just a matter of following through, like he said, finishing his pitches and how big a difference it makes just a matter of inches uh, to the left or right when you're hitting the corners or leaving them out over the plate. But, out of a pitcher like this and kind of lose that and, you know, get it back. He, he was able to identify what was going wrong with him. He talked about it openly. He's able to go out there and do it this time. But how do you lose that sort of thing and, and get it back so quickly? Well, you know, I, I did a little bit of pitching back in the day, and, and it really is a, a unnatural um, physical activity. And your shoulder is, is, is designed to swing underhand, not overhand. So, there are a lot of things that can go wrong in the process. And, um, you know, pitchers know their bodies better than anyone else. And when Max kept saying, you know, I know what's wrong, I know what's wrong, I can fix it, um, you know, he, he had the sounds of a guy that knew what he was talking about. Um, a lot of pitchers will say that but have no idea what they're talking about. And, and frankly, most pitching coaches don't really know how to fix it either. I think Mike Maddox is a different sort. Uh, he, he's more of a, of a mechanical guy as opposed to a um, rah-rah uh, pitching coach. And I think they probably just looked at film. Uh, you know, Max probably in his bullpen session 
worked on a couple of things and, and, and he's right, you know, if you're if you're not fully extending um on your release point, you're guiding the ball, you're not pitching it. And that's the difference between, you know, putting the ball where you want um, you know, throwing strikes and putting the ball where you want as opposed to throwing the strike and not putting it where you want, which is what was happening happening to him earlier. Today, he was hitting all the spots. Lobotone barely had to move the glove on most occasions. Um, and like I said, the breaking ball was just inducing silly swings and misses. So um, it, it really looks like, uh, um, you know, in his last bullpen session, uh, you know, Scherzer really was paying attention to what he was doing, figured it out, and was able to get back on track today. His opponent on the mound tonight, Carlos Martinez, 24-year-old right-hander, 4-0 going into the start and four starts this season, 1-9-3 ERA, 3-5-2 FIP, 2.57 walks per nine, 6.43 K per nine, a 162-231-253 line against 28 innings. He looked every bit that good on the mound today, uh, 95 to 97 with a fastball, a mid-80s curve, a two-seamer that's also mid-90s, 94 to 98, a mid-80s changeup that gets up to 91. Six Ks, one hit allowed, and five scoreless, but the Nats get to him in the sixth. Jose Lobatone singles uh, to start the frame. Sack bunt by Scherzer moves him over. RBI single by Matt Decker, who got the start in center, makes it one nothing. Uh, Jason Worth, a single two-run home run by Clint Robinson in the next inning. Danny Espinosa follows on the next pitch with a solo blast. All of a sudden, it's 4 nothing, and he was really rolling there, kind of dominating the Nationals, but they got to him in that frame and really put up four runs in a hurry there. Yeah, you know, I'm completely jealous of the Cardinals. It seems like every other year they bring up a guy like Carlos Martinez, who just uh, – I really like him as a pitcher. You know, you mentioned uh, his arsenal. Uh, he's very competitive. He he seems like he's got a really good idea about how he wants to go about things on the mound. His demeanor is terrific. Um, just a great start up until he kind of ran into the wall today. Um, and, and, and that's kind of typical of younger pitchers where, um, you know, you don't know when and where they're going to run out of gas and – uh, obviously, he ran out. When he did, he ran out of gas very quickly today. But um, you know, Robinson and and, um, and Espinosa both good, put good swings on the ball. Um, you know, you, you got to uh, credit those guys as, as much as anything for for doing what they did on the pitches. But um, but just really like Carlos Martinez, um, his whole package and, and and like I said, you know, it seems like the Cardinals put find a guy like this every other season and, and just another reason to uh, to be really happy about the Nats getting out of St. Louis with, with a sweep. Just a, a tremendous way to start off the 10-game road trip. Well, we're on the topic of the Cards, young players and seemingly their ability to seemingly bring them up whenever they need them to fill spots. Uh, Almedis Diaz 0 for 3 today with a K, but still hitting 405 on the year. It's early. That's obviously going to drop some, but this is my first extended look at him. I think I saw him a few times in spring training on the games that were televised, but really impressive start for him and another one that the Cardinals were able to bring up and just plug in there and seems to be a really talented young kid and someone who's going to stick around for a while, it looks like. Yeah, it's 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 really kind of silly. I mean, you look at his stats and their, their video game stats through this far in the season, the 423 average you know, 453 on base percentage through 71 at bats. And, um, you know, you wonder how and why this kid is doing it when he's never really done it at any other, you know, level of of place thus far in his career. But, um, yeah, he's off to a great start. The Nats were able to cool him down a little bit today. And, um, you know, like I said, get out of town with a sweep. You know, I'm just – every time you play the Cardinals, I think Nats fans um, automatically tense up and, um, you know, and get nervous and – 
Yeah, and rightly so. I mean, the Nats' history with them, um, both on the road and at, at Nats Park, hasn't been that great in the last couple of years. And um, it's just it, it, it's it's better for everybody to get in, get out, and then put them in the rearview mirror and not worry, have to worry about them for a while. I think. Five nothing uh, when Daniel Murphy doubles drive in Anthony Rendon, who doubled himself. A little bit of power from Rendon. He almost put that one out. So that's nice to see. Bounced it off the base of the wall. Uh, Murphy came into this game, though, hit safely in 19 of 22 games. That's up to 20 and 23. 11 multi-hit efforts, even though he just had one hit today. Reached base in 39 of 90 plate appearances coming into the game today, which I just noticed I misspelled on the post-game report. But that RBI double gave him uh, hits in 20 of 23, as I said. Just he struggled early today, but ends up coming up with that big hit, puts an ass ahead 5 nothing at that point. Chris Heisey with a pinch hit homer after that. and He's just seeing that Nats kind of rolling. The offensive, uh, offense is starting to pick up, too, to go along with pitching, which has just been dominant, especially in St. Louis. Yeah, you know, after the Philly series, when they scored three runs in three games all in the first of the three-game series and got swept, I think there was a, a general panic across Natstown that this team was never going to hit again. And um, obviously the, the column that I wrote, uh, uh, you know, on Friday uh, kind of was geared towards feeding into that paranoia. But, um, you know, th- this team's got some good hitters on it. I mean, Daniel Murphy obviously has a track record, a long track record with making contact. He's had, um, he's been making great contact all, all season so far. Um, he's added in, um, more of a discerning eye than he's ever had in his previous career to go along with that. And maybe a little bit of that is pitching around or, or whatnot, but uh, but he hasn't given in, which is to his credit, um, and came through again today. Uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, Anthony Rendon um, is making more solid contact here in the last couple of days, uh, sent the ball to the wall today, which, which like you said, is a good thing. Um, you know, his, his extra base percentage coming into this series was at just 4.4%, uh, which is, you know, below, way below major league average, which is in the mid-sevens or whatever. So uh, good to see him getting a little bit more pop on the ball. I think um, I think as we go along, we're going to see him become a little bit more selective. He's been swinging at more outside pitches than ever in his career, still making contact. He's not striking out anymore, um, but making less contact because he's swinging at outside pitches. I think we'll see him refine his approach, uh, start to look for his pitch within the strike zone and be able to drive it a little bit more because he's just too good of a hitter not to. Speaking of not making contact, Bryce Harper, 0 for 4, 4 Ks today. Uh, so uh, I think Mark Zuckerman tweeted that's the first time he's gone 0 for 4, 4 Ks since his rookie season, which is kind of hard to believe. Uh, 0 for 14 stretch for Harper. You saw him chirping, chirping at the umpire a little bit during this one. Uh, I think he was right about the call. He was chirping about actually it was a backdoor slider from a Martinez that was called strike three on him early in the game. But I'm not worried about Bryce Harper at all. I think he's going to pick it up at some point and start hitting again like he was to start the season. But a rough stretch for Harper here. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, hitless in the series. Um, the, the the called strike uh, on the first at bat was borderline. The second one, the pitch went around the strike zone, but it hit uh, it hit the catcher's mitt, so the the umpire gave it to him. Um, uh, Harper obviously frustrated, changed his approach in the last two at bats, um, so as to avoid being called out. But uh, the results were the same. Um, again, like you said, there's no reason to worry about Bryce Harper. It was a lousy series. Um, he'll he'll get back at it, uh, you know, 
pretty quickly. But, uh, but yeah, definitely a, a rough day today and rough series for him. Even with the three wins and the sweep, I don't know if we mentioned that it was a sweep, uh, six and twenty in Bush Stadium, uh, three since it opened. The last sweep for the franchise in St. Louis was back in 1986. That's a 30-year span before they swept series over the Cardinals. Uh, really just a tough team to play out there, a tough team for the Nationals the last couple of years, but a great way to start the road trip for the Nationals here, the three-game sweep of a team that's scuffling a little bit in the Cardinals right now. Yeah, absolutely. And the last time a Washington team uh, to sweep in St. Louis was like 1951 or whatever. So, um, so yeah, a, a really good way to start the road series. And, uh, you know, I mentioned it a little bit ago, I think people were uh, pulling their hair out and gnashing their teeth after the Philly series um, you know, really worried about going out on this road trip. And it's a daunting road trip. I mean, uh, you mentioned the, the Nats' troubles in St. Louis. They, they've got to go to Kansas City, um, you know, the World Series champs, and then they've got to go um, to, to Wrigley Field and play the Cubs, who, um, for my money, are probably the best team in baseball. So, um, you know, it's, it's a daunting series. It's off to a really good start. Um, I think, I still think, I maintained at the beginning of this, and I still think that coming out of this road trip, you know, at, at five and five or six and four would really be um, would really be doing well. I think anything better is gravy. Um, so you know, they've got three of those five or six wins already with seven to play. So you kind of got kind of got to like their their chances. But uh, um, but still, you know, the Mets are right there. The Phillies uh, swept the Indians this weekend. So uh, so it looks like um, you know the the, the Nets are going to have their hands full in the division and the Phillies are playing a lot better than anybody thought they were going to. Um, the Marlins are ha- hanging out right there too. So even though it's just the first of May and you don't like to um, say there are must wins this early in the season, every game counts. So you got to salt them away where you can. Um, the Nats took advantage of playing the Braves and, um, and the twins early in the season. You mentioned the Cardinals struggling a little bit. That's when you got to clamp down and, and put wins in your back pocket. And the Nats were able to do that this weekend. With three more with the Royals coming, and then four with the Cubs. You mentioned one of, if not best, what, the best team so far this year. Uh, could be back to mashing and wailing in no time. But we'll see what the Nationals can do going forward. One uh, big picture question here for you before we wrap up for the day: Wilson Ramos returns to the team today. Pedro Severino option back to AAA Syracuse. We've talked before about how this is potentially Wilson Ramos's last season with the organization. He could become a free agent after this year if they don't re-up him and extend his contract with the Nationals. Just got a good look at Severino again. I was really impressed with what I've seen with him defensively over the last couple of years. Really liked what I saw offensively in spring training, though, as we've seen with Michael Taylor and hundreds of players over the years. You can't put too much stock in what people do in spring training when they're getting fed a lot of fastballs, but liked what I saw from him again when he was up this time. Uh, do you think Nationals are going to bring Ramos back? Do you, uh, have they seen enough from him over the last couple of years, been healthy for the last two years? Or do you think Severino is a catcher of the future? Are we going to be shopping for a catcher this winter? And just overall, what do you think about the backstop situation going forward? Well, I mean, it's a good question because Lobatone will be a free agent as well. So, um, I don't think Pedro Severino is a full-time player in the major leagues. I think he's a very good defensive player. Um, I don't think he'll hit enough to be a full-time starter. He can probably uh, have a Lobotone-style career as a as a career backup, a Sunday starter, if you will. Um, I think that, it, it, you know, Ramos has gotten off to a really good start, and hopefully this time away 
um, you know, on the bereavement leave um, won't derail that. Hopefully he'll come back and be able to pick it right back up. Um, you know, his his deal has always been, um, you know, with the pop, but, but too many ground balls to, um, you know, to, to really put it all together. But so far this season, um, you know, it, it, maybe it's the benefit of the, the eye surgery that he had. Um, you know, maybe it's just through the maturation process. He's, um, he's really been, been off to a really good start. So I think the Nats are willing to watch him play this year. I think they, they think that, that they could sign him if they want to at the end of the season. If not, um, then, yeah, then they'll have to go outside of the organization for a starting catcher because, um, you know, like I said, I, I don't think Severino's that guy. Um, you know, I certainly don't think Lobaton is that guy. He doesn't hit anywhere near enough to play every day. Um, you need no, you need somebody in your number one catcher who isn't a liability um, either at the plate or behind the dish. Ramos fits that bill uh, if he indeed, um, you know, has has turned a corner and is able to provide that offense on a regular basis. We've seen flashes of it. You know, whether you sign him to a long-term deal or not is really whether he can put it together for long stretches. I'm gonna have to double check myself on that one because I'm pretty sure uh, Lobatone's under con- or at least under team control for one more year after this. But I'm, I'm not sure now that you say that, so I'll look that up and get back uh-huh. to everyone. <laughs> uh, tomorrow night, 8:15, 17 and 7 Nationals against the 12 and 11 Kansas City Royals. Gio Gonzalez, 1 and 1, 1.42 ERA against Edison Volquez, 3 and 1, 3.34 ERA in the series opener. Three with the Royals starting tomorrow night after they sweep three from the Cardinals. Matt's Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Dave, we'll talk to you after tomorrow night's game. Sounds good. And, yeah, I'm wrong. He's arbitration eligible this year, free agent after next year. So I was just reading the wrong line on the stat line. I wasn't trying to correct you. I just didn't know. So now I feel bad. <laughs> no, no. We got We need to get it right when we can. Dogout says go Nats. Talk to you tomorrow night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.